Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Dylan. How are you? I am doing just fine. It's a sunny Friday. It's nearly spring. There's plenty to be excited about. Exactly. I'm looking forward to spring in Uh, more than one way. Well, what are the other ways? Well, business, I think, just kind of uh, starts sprouting a little bit more and uh, just, you know, the warmer weather. We all like warmer weather versus the snow or the cold. You got big plans this year? Uh, well, I'm going to the C21 conference, uh, flying out tonight. Yeah, um, you and Stephen. Who else is going? Chris Barrows is okay. going with me. Very so, cool. yep, we're going to be rooming together. And then I'm taking off on coming back on Tuesday, and she's staying there with one of her uh, sisters for a while. You guys are there. heading to Orlando, right? Correct. Yes. Have you been to these before? No, I have not. This is your first time. This is my first time, and that's why I wanted to go and just see what it was all about because everybody says it's wonderful. Orlando or the conference? <laughs> <laughs> Probably both, but I was thinking more the conference. Um, this is one of the first ones that we haven't really done much pu- publicizing or advertising of. Um, I know, and and you know what? Uh, there's only a few of us going, yeah. too. That's what made me kind of uh, wondering what was going on, in a sense. They're, they're great. So there's two major events that happen every year. The first is this convention, one-to-one, I think is what they call it. And it's a little rah-rah. There's, mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of, you know, C21's awesome, and these are the things we're doing this year, and it's really geared towards agents. And But I think everyone needs to experience it at least once because you do get a, a scope of just how big this thing is that we're connected to and all the things happening nationally, globally. And so I think everyone needs to see it, but I think for some that have gone several times – um, maybe there's, there's just something powerful in diversity. So like going to Tom Ferry conferences, Buffini conferences, there's a lot of things to go to. The other one is our leadership conference that we do in later in the year. And that's more for brokers. That one has a little more, uh, just good content. So I'm interested to hear your perspective when you come back, because there's these big, big room events that kind of has some rah-rah to them. Right. I'm just trying to picture you jumping up and down, clapping your hands. I have done that before. I've been in these types of situations before with other companies that I've been in. Okay, well, I'd like some video footage, please, of <laughs> whatever dance you're doing. Well, I'll have to talk to Chris about that. <clears throat> Chris will no doubt be jumping up and down, <laughs> clapping his hands. Her, sorry. Yes. Uh, I was picturing Steven, actually. Okay. Um, uh, but I'll take a picture of him. Uh, but the classes that you go to, I'll be interested to hear your opinion on. Because what we hear from our agents that go to these is, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. I, I, I want you to go and, and maybe bring the feedback back. But our culture and our sales approach here is so unique that oftentimes people go to that and they feel like some of the content just didn't resonate with them. It was maybe too transactional. So I'll leave it there and see okay. what you think. Okay. Sounds good. We'll have you back on for that. Okay, I can do that. Uh, so what, what else is going on? What's on your mind? What's, what are you focused on right now? Uh, just staying in touch with my clients and, you know, getting them ramped up and thinking more about, you know, springtime is here, let's do something. And I've got a few clients that are going to be listing here in the next probably couple of weeks, month or whatever, but it's just getting to them to get that, to that point because uh, they're getting their homes ready. They're getting moved out to a different environment so they can we can list their home. Uh, so it's just, it's just a process 
people tend to be a little bit slower sometimes, I think. Uh, and you want to kind of move things along for them. But, you know, you got to go with their pace. Well, these are people, these are move up buyers or move down buyers? Uh, they're kind of both. Both. Are you having but. struggles with uh, them overcoming this whole rate lock idea? Of No, not really. One's just moving out because she's got some health issues. She's going to move in. She's got moving it. in with her children and then selling their uh, her uh, townhome. The other one is just going to be moving up, but they're just very slow and yeah. you know they're just busy in their jobs. And sometimes it just takes them a while to get back with me. Well, it's a question of motivation as well right now. Correct. Um, if there's not tons of options for them to buy, then right. they're, they're maybe waiting for more stuff to show up and... Rates maybe will go down. I'm not sure that they'll go much more up. It's, it's a confusing time, I think, for a lot of our clients. Mm -hmm. And I do have some people that are kind of concerned about the rates, but I yeah. really don't have a lot that are as concerned about that. Um, do you have a more, I, I know that you've focused on the 55 plus, you have some designations, and I think your business plan actually focused on that for at least a period of time. Do you still, is that still a thing that you're? Yeah, I still do. I don't really publicize it as much. I try. I, do a little bit, but not as much as I used to. Okay. It's called uh, SRES, Senior Real Estate Specialist. Okay. And so what was that as a, as a course? What a it was just like a one, wasn't that like big a, a deal. one, uh, yeah, a few hour course, I think, okay. or something like that. So it wasn't anything major to, to take the course. And then you got, you know, your, your designation. Is a, is that, is your business in terms of the demographic where you are spending more of your time, does it fall into that category or not? Or are you all over the place? I'm just all over the place, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing first-time home buyers. I mean, I got a lot of referrals from that. In fact, that's where I have two right now. Um, I'm just, you know, people moving up from their townhome to a home, mm -hmm. uh, and then people downsizing. Well, you, you had a... She just went and grabbed this before I sat down. You had a pretty strong year last year, right? Yes, I did. I was just looking at this. I think you were, is it 19% up last year? And I think you've been pretty consistently up over the years. But I would say in a year where most of our, many or most of our agents had a slight decrease in their sales volume, I think you were up you know, more than 70,000 in commissions and 20% basically up. Wow. Is that right? I don't know. I just go according to what you tell me. I don't focus on that. I just do my work. So if I told you you went down 20%, would you believe me? No, because I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any insights into that? Um, last year was a challenging market. It started, well, January was a little slower, but then it picked up. We were strong all the way through July, August, and then it turned pretty quickly. Uh, did you experience that? What did you experience? And maybe what do you feel like you were doing well last year that makes makes for those results i think uh well, i had some high sales um in different um you know for one sale i had you know was it uh, 775 and i had a few other higher ones in the five six hundreds whatever those help so I, yeah that helps a lot but i think what i did was that one that i had for 775 she didn't have an agent but she wanted to come and see my townhome so i showed it to her so i just kind of stayed in touch even though she said she was seeing somebody else and then she decided later she didn't want to see that person that agent because she didn't feel like that person was trustworthy and so we just gained a friendship through that and i just stayed with her all the way and that's kind of how i work with my clients is i just talk to them and communicate with them on a regular basis and then they just eventually work with me. Sometimes they go away, 
and you're, I don't. You're saying that this individual already had an agent, but kind of, kind of. I mean, they were from out of, uh, they were up northern, northwest Iowa. Okay, so and they, they knew had, someone. They knew somebody, and then she said, "No, I don't want to work with them. I really yeah. enjoy working with you. You're trustworthy, and you know." I I said, "Okay, I'd love that." So we just stayed in touch, and when they wanted to go see you yeah. home, I just made it happen. I feel like that's a mindset thing. A lot of us, that you got two reactions in that situation. One is, you already have an agent. You already have a relationship with someone. Why the heck are you bothering me? You're just trying to use me and waste my time. The other reaction is, well, everybody knows an agent. Right. Uh, and if you're not in an agency relationship or contract right now, I'm going to do my best to provide you value. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that you would then want to work with me. And it sounds like you take the second. Yeah. Does that work for you or is that natural? Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit challenging sometimes. You but ever feel I the other way? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, I don't push it because I want to make sure that they're comfortable with the decision they're making versus pushing them. I don't like to push people. But I still want to let them know I'm there, I'm here. Whenever you want to go see a property or if you have questions or whatever, reach out. You don't like to push people, but you do like to push progress. Like Of course. Even talking about how you're, there's frustration that some of these listings aren't quite ready yet. Correct. You're very diligent about moving things forward. I try to, yes, yes. Is there more to be said about that? Well, you know, you just focus with people and just say, okay, let's let's handle it this way. You just try to guide them and because sometimes they have no idea where they're going or what they're doing. So you ha kind of have to set a plan with them and say, okay, let's let's think about doing this. Then we'll let's go do this. Then let's do that. And I think that helps them have at least a plan because otherwise they're just out there not knowing what they need to do. Does that make sense? It does. Uh I'm trying to remember what the brilliant basic version of that was. Uh, it's not being an expert advisor or a consultant. It's uh, be the master of their journey. Correct. Just uh, knowing where they're at and how you can help them transition from one step to the yeah. next. I kind of call that closing for the benchmark was the phrase I used to use about this, where we're not trying to sell somebody a house. We're trying right. to help them navigate where they are to the next logical step. Right. And so you're pre-approved, you're wanting to, the next thing is let's get you in some of these houses. Right. Um, you're looking at a bunch of houses, there's several you like, we need to help you understand how to write an offer. And it's really just a series of steps. And there's also clients that I work with that I say, I'm not sure this is the right house for you because I'm focused on what they need versus just selling a house because they want to, they're, they're wanting to buy a house, but let, let's focus on what's going to be happy for you the long term versus just buying a house. And so I tell them that too, that this is my focus is to help you buy a house that you are going to enjoy living in for many years instead of just buying a house just because you want to buy a house. Yes, I mean, all that's really good. And I think any of our agents would hear that and agree. It's hard to grab onto. So I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the question again, because those are great responses. And I think that's what makes us us, is we think that way. That said, a lot of our people think that way, and they weren't up 20% last year. <laughs> so what? Um, just dig more into what you think you're doing right. Where's, where's most of your business coming from these days? Referrals. 
referrals or sign calls. Okay. Do you have a lot of listings? Uh, right now, I only have one that's been on the market for a while, but hopefully we get an offer today. But um, last year, I had a lot of listings. Okay. I think that's what helped me. Where did uh, they come forward. from? Referrals. Or just a lot of people in my association. So you're getting a lot of referrals. Some of them are listings. The listings are producing sign calls. Correct. And so you've got kind of a couple of avenues there. You're, you've been in since 13, is that right? Correct. Um, is there a progression in terms of, did you, obviously you didn't start with referrals. Where did you start? Where did most of your business come from the first two to three years? I would probably say most of it was referrals because people knew I was getting into the business and I just went out there and just talked to people and just let, let them know that this is what I was doing. And then I've been one investor now that he's worked with me quite a few times. He has sent his children to me, a couple of them right now. And then he's also, and then they've done a second transaction. Yeah. And then he sent his company people to me. And so we just stay in touch and we just have that relationship, building that relationship. It's annoyingly simple, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Do, do right by people, actually care about them more than the transaction. Correct. And in time, it you got to be good at your trade. you got to really know how to serve people well too. But if you really care, it just seems to produce residuals. Right, because one of those, uh, this investor's son-in-law came to me when we closed a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, did you get paid good? Uh, did you get paid okay, whatever? And I said, yeah. I said, I guess. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I didn't even mm-hmm. know how much I got paid because that's not my focus. Yeah. I mean, I look at it later on when I get the check or the receipt, whatever, but I never look at what am I getting from this transaction because it's all about taking care of them and getting them to the point where we've got, we're at the closing table. Yeah. No, I love that. So, so dig more into it then maybe if referrals is where you've landed – You've obviously done a lot of Buffini stuff, Coles Notes, Popeyes. Correct. Um, that's sort of where you started. We were training, what was it called back in the day? Peak producers? or Peak producers, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So you've been through all that training. You've adopted that mentality. What practically are you doing? So um, what is your routine throughout the course of the year? Is it a lot of client parties? How are you staying in touch with people? How are you fostering a culture that generates those referrals? Well, um, I do a couple of different newsletters. One, Jennifer just started doing this um, back in December, I think it was, put a newsletter together and email it out to all of my clients and then a few other people too. I do a newsletter that's mailed to them on a monthly basis. Okay. I do pop buys to just certain areas, so every year they get at least one pop buy not more. I do a client party for just my buyers and sellers for that year, plus a few extra people. That's interesting. So every year you host a client party just for the people you serve that year. Right. How and that's in December. That's in November for my pie party, but it's just okay. my buyers and sellers and a few other people like my investment guy. Huh. Uh, so if I bought a house from you two years ago, I'm not I'm not invited to this. Just this year's sales. That is correct. Wow. Because otherwise it gets too big and, you know, for the most part. But what do you do for the people three years ago then? I just stay in touch with them and call them and and, uh, write a note and or I call them and say, hey, how are you doing? Um, uh, Are you enjoying your house yet? Because I always send out an anniversary 
um, letter to them as well, showing them comps in the area, kind of what their their home is worth at this point. Okay. That's a that's a systematized thing that you Correct. have on their every year on their anniversary of buying yes. the house. Okay. Yes. So every month I have these are the people that need an anniversary letter, so they are sent one, and then um, and I call them and say, hey, just want to make sure you're doing okay. Are you still enjoying your home and just, yeah, people just stay in touch with you, me. You call on the anniversary or? When, when no, I don't call on the anniversary. Sometimes I just do a, a note. Okay. Sometimes I do a pop by. Sometimes I, I mean, I do a lot of different things, but otherwise it's just usually the anniversary letter with the comparables. How are you systematizing this? How do you keep, um, how do you know who to call and when? Do you have a platform have, that you're using what are you I using? just have a spreadsheet that okay. um like in December I take my buyers for the year and just put them into those months where they need to be filled in and so I create uh, an updated spreadsheet with all of those people and their close date you're making it sound annoyingly simple uh probably if you want to call that annoying but to me mm. that's just something that helps me make things easier for the year well, what I mean by annoying is um, there's a lot of people not killing it in real estate. And a lot of these things, I always say this, they're easy to do and easy not to do. And Correct. there's lots of different ways to organize this. But what you're describing is a very simple system of communication. Right. <clears throat> so the secret is just doing it then? I would say just doing it. You've got uh, uh, things that you need to do and just do them. Because otherwise Which, you're not going to be in front of your clients. You're not going to get those referrals. And especially if you... Focus on, you know, referrals. You need to be out there talking to these people and sending them note cards and sending them mm. information and just calling them periodically or doing your pop buys. Just it's just very simple stuff. Yeah. So is there a is there a, a an umbrella statement for you on this? I'm tr trying to think of the chat the the book. <clears throat> you write a book on how to succeed in real estate, and it's called Just Do It. <laughs> 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 Subtitle. Annoyingly simple strategies. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so you mentioned Jennifer. Um, you guys, you've got a team now of three, right? Yes, so me and then Jennifer and Caleb. And yes. Caleb, tell us more about that. Uh, well, Jennifer helps me with admin, but also too, she's uh, working on doing more, um, you know, for sales for um, real estate as well. So Caleb she's also, licensed. She's selling. She's licensed and is working administratively with your team. That is correct. Okay. Yep. And how, Caleb, how many hours a week, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it just varies according to okay. what she's got uh, planned otherwise. But it's, you know, anywhere from maybe a couple hours to maybe 10 or so or, you know, hours so a it's week. It's not a ton because you really have your administration side down, Pat. You're, you're pretty systematized in what you do. Right. And she's you picked, liked controlling yeah. that. Well, not, not that I like to control it, but I mean, like dot loop. I, I don't really need anybody to do my dot loop because I'm... I'm, you're good I, at it. Well, I just do it, and it's simple. Just I don't want to be out of the loop on that one. But otherwise, she does the newsletter. She does those anniversary letters. She does the pop buys, a lot of that type of thing. <clears throat> she does for me, which takes that off my plate, because yeah. those are types of things that I don't want to do. Yep. And you've always said, get somebody to do those things that you don't want to do, and then that way you can focus on the things you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, good. So I'm listening to you. <laughs> Slow, slowly <laughs> but surely. Uh, no, you've, that's what you've done well, is I think you've listened to us on the stuff that really matters. Yeah. Like you've focused on a business bar referral. You've stayed in touch with your people. You've right. done the annual updates on housing. You've, so Jennifer's a little bit of both. 
Um, and then what about, what's Caleb's story? Um, he's still up in Ames, but he comes down and does the, you know, the Buffini and then uh, our tea meetings on Tuesday. And then he tries to, uh, you know, work on sales here in uh, the Des Moines area because he's going to be moving down here eventually in late July, I think it is. Both younger, newer agents. That is correct. And so is there any grand scheme here? Are you trying to take over the world or like what's the idea with the team for you? Uh, team is just kind of guiding them, mentoring them, and helping them get into the next step of, you know, you're, you're, they're young. They've got a lot of uh, life in front of them in the way of making things happen in real estate. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be a part of that and, and help them get to that point in the way of being a good agent and a successful agent with whatever they want to be successful with in the way of just sales and, and connecting with people. That sounds like it's mostly about just creating a mentorship opportunity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you didn't build a team in order to pass some of your business or much of your business on at this point? Um, that's part of it. However, with me doing, you know, pretty much I work by referral. Yeah. A lot of those referrals I get are... Not the kind of leads you want to pass on right because those people want to work with me and i don't feel like i can pass those referrals on to them because those people requested me this is an age-old debate that i'm having with everyone i mean i've always had this conversation with everyone so i i agree i get what you're saying but what what's the but that i would say you've been listening to me for (laughs) 10 years now (laughs) yeah uh i don't know what your butt would be yeah my, my my butt is uh, certain clients, absolutely. You you want the opportunity to work with them. Also, if you train someone up really, really well that has more bandwidth than time and they work closely with you. So for example, when I was selling, all my buyer leads came to me and then we set up a joint consultation with me and Allison. And my script was, hey, here's the deal. Allison exclusively works buyers. And so she works closely with me and I'm along for the ride, but Allison is brilliant at getting you in the houses, helping you select the houses, getting to that point. And then I sometimes will jump in for the negotiation, uh, but really you're in great hands with her. And the good news about working with Allison is number one, she's learned everything she knows from me. Number two, she has more time to dedicate to your home search process. So working with me and Allison means you get the best of it. So there's a way to, and I don't just say that as a script, I say that sincerely. I actually believed that they could get now. So maybe the game here is building your team up to the point that you actually b- believe that your team has the capacity to b- serve those clients as well as you can. But that, that was my approach mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be yours. There's lots of ways to skin the cat. I think the reason I have a butt for this is not because I want you to do it that way. It's because I don't want you to believe that it's not feasible to hand referrals over to someone. And I actually want to get to the point where sometimes we recognize it might be even better for the client in certain situations. Right. So that all of the people that are being referred to us, we know they're able to get the maximum amount of value, even if it happens to be through one of our team members. Best way I can describe this to you right now is if one of my friends or family called me and said, hey, Dylan, I want to look at a house. I'm licensed, but I'm probably going to, pass them on to someone like you. And I'm going to do that not because I couldn't do it, but because I actually think they'd get more value working with you than me. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but you're at a different status, so I understand that. But yeah. I mean, right My now I've got... My example's bad. 
Well, right now I have a couple of situations where my daughter-in-law's sister is now wanting to look for a home here, and she's three hours away. But you know what? I just don't feel like I they can... They want Eileen. Right. Yeah. And then I have a past or a friend from the past that uh, his daughter t- uh, Facebooked me the other day and said, mm-hmm. hey, we're looking at a house. You want to help me? I said, sure. And I just don't feel like I can send those off in a different direction. I, I just... I they're very personal. It. Yep. You know? I, I get it. What would you do, though? So here's my challenge to you. I, I, I agree. Okay, so don't hear me... I'm debating a principle. It's mm-hmm. like this little thing that I always want to attack because I, I want to shift that principle in people's thinking so that they can really make the best decision at its core. Let me ask you this. If you had twice as much business coming your way, let's pretend that next year you get double the amount of referrals you always normally get. Could you serve all those people effectively yourself? No. Okay. But I don't think I'm going to get that many referrals. No, it's strictly <laughs> hypothetical. I know. I know. The point would be what would be the best thing to do at that point for those people. And I think the answer is to train up someone that does it as well as you do or close to as well as you do. And then to entrust some of those referrals, especially if they're referrals of referrals, like, or right. especially if they're not family or, or, mm-hmm. or the people that, that, that you know need <clears throat> what you bring. Um, yeah, I just want that thinking in the back of your mind. And I want that thinking in the back of your mind because I want you, as you continue to mature your business and grow this thing, to have permission to know that sometimes the best way to serve someone is with and through your team, not just directly through you. Right. And, you know, there was a time when I had a sign call in one of my listings, and I did share that with uh, Caleb. And I said, hey, you want to go show yeah. this guy the house, you know? And, and so I thought, you know, because I don't have a personal relationship th- yeah. there with this gentleman. That's a good example. You know, and so I just called him back and I said, Caleb's going to show it to you mm-hmm. at such and such a time. And that's Caleb's guy now. So, yeah. So I'm trying to do that. It's just, you know, with the more personal relationships that I have. I, I just, get it. That's hard. I get it. And yeah. so then, then it's choose your suffering or choose. I mean, at some point you're going to have to either then right. work all these people and maybe drop the ball once in a while or figure out which of them. <clears throat> you know, I, I always love this question. I think I coached this in our psychology class. Don't like do the whole, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. <clears throat> like don't convince yourself that you can pull something off. Look, look in the mirror and say, can I do this? And if so, how? Right. Because then we shift our focus to, okay, if I had too many referrals to serve, how could I effectively pass some of these on so that they would actually get more value? Right. right. Now you've got some training to do. Now right. you've got to build some systems and process. And uh, I think that's the right challenge. But I love, I love where you're at. I mean, what a, what a wonderful opportunity to... Um, have that much of your business by referral and know that they want to work with you. Right, right. You're not capturing people on websites. Uh, no. They're calling I'm saying... not usually getting them there. We want Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful, but that's going to be a very minimal situation, if anything, so... So, just curious, a couple more questions for you. Are you facing any challenges right now in this market? Um, no, I don't, I just, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, last year, I think I just had a lot more listings. People were coming to me right now. I'm kind of down on listings. Yep. Uh, so I just, but I, you know, springtime is coming and I told myself a couple of weeks ago when business was kind of like a little bit of a lull there, I just said, it's okay. It's coming. Yeah. It's okay. Just relax. It's coming. 
So that's where I have to just kind of tell myself to not worry as much or just it, it's okay. You Things will happen. You're keeping active. You're staying in front of people. You're doing oh, what, yes. what you yes. can control. And that's what I told myself is I just have to get out there and still do my marketing and, and yep. do what I need to, to to reap those benefits. Well, there's nothing that can be done to change the situation in the market right now. These Some of these sellers really are in an interesting spot where right. I'm not sure if I want to sell my house just yet. Right. Um, and same with buyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, affordability really did decrease. Some of them need to buy. And so now's the best time. But for some of them, it's like, well, let me wait for a little bit and see if rates come back down to five. Right. Which it may or may not. But uh, yeah, focusing your energy on forcing people, trying to create demand or push them forward is the wrong place to put the energy. Sounds like you get that. Oh, I do. I do. Because I don't want to force anybody into doing something because then to me, they're going to go the other way. Mm. I don't like to be forced. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, no, I've never. (laughs) I would not make that mistake with you. I mean, (laughs) I think I have in the past. It didn't work very well. Oh, okay. Well, my late husband used to say this too is don't tell her what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So he knew me well. There is a little bit of fire in your veins. (laughs) It's that Dutch blood. Is that what it is? I think so. I tell you, there's a bunch. Independence. Yeah. We always joke about how many strong, strong woman realtors we have out of the Urbandale office. uh, Well, we all work hard. You know, it's a really cool office. It is. You guys are plugged in. There's a bunch of, it's just, there's never a day you walk into that office and there isn't going to be a whole bunch of people there. It's pretty connected and everyone's doing their thing. And that's what's nice is you feel like it's a community. It's a family mm-hmm. there. So, um, and if you have a question, you can usually go around and see if anybody's there to help you with answering it or figuring it out. You've done a lot of helping in that corner because in that cor- you've got that really nice corner office and yes. uh, got a killer view and then a whole bunch of agents outside your office that tends to be some of the newer agents. And so you've had a lot of people coming to you over the last few years. And you know what? I feel really feel feel privileged because they do come to me and ask me questions. Uh-huh. Now, sometimes I can't give them the answer that they may be looking for or want, but I'll tell them what I what I would suggest or what I would do, uh, and then they have to go from there and do whatever. But only oh, yeah, I have a lot of people that um, come into my office or just peek around the corner. Are you there? Can I? Can you answer a question? Yeah. Sure. No, I think it's one of the things that makes, well, not just that office, but our whole company unique is the amount, uh, just the, the number of people willing to help. Right. Because I, I think what it comes down to is there's no secrets here in that it's just not that complicated. <laughs> Stay in touch with your people. Right. But some people make it complicated, like you're supposed to be doing something more and what, yeah. just, do, just do the basics and just keep doing that that's why i said it's annoyingly simple yeah um did you always believe that or did you i mean today it's easy for you to have confidence when you say that because you've been at this 10 years your business is mature and healthy you have moments like you, you're having now where you're like uh, just keep keep your head level because it'll come right but uh did you did you always believe that did it take time did you have to well, when I first started real estate, I I was going to make it happen. And then I thought, what am I in this business for? Because, you know, you have a lull. And then you, all of a sudden you climb out. And then you kind of had a roller coaster of a ride for probably the first couple of years. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I can do this. And then you have a lull. And, and so it went up and down for a little bit. And I thought, okay, I can do this. Just, just keep going. Just keep making it happen. So I just did that. And here I am today. Because I, I look back and I think... I don't, 
know of any other time that I could have made this much money and, you know, stayed in a career this long because my careers were always about nine years. And then I quit before the 10 year. Well, look at us. I know. New record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here yet. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll consider I, that a big win. Yes. And I plan on staying for a little while yet. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, what's funny is you just said, <clears throat> like, uh, you're right. This industry is good to those of us that are really good at it. But you also said just seven minutes ago or whatever, uh, I'm not that focused on the money. Right. And so I just love that about what we do. If you, if you direct your attention towards doing right by your clients, the, doing the simple stuff, staying in front of people, uh, we don't have to create demand. In fact, trying to create demand doesn't work. We just mm -hmm. get in the path of business and then actually care about the clients. In time, it just builds this beautiful thing and then you you can there is good revenue you make good right. money right it's the what does buffini say it's the good life yes it's good life yeah i really like that mm -hmm. um i'm also doing uh, uh, just something just came up that i i am also doing a lot of uh marketing with other types of groups um you know going to different um, like HBA, Urbandale Chamber, things like that, just making connections and not really, I mean, it's not like you're going there and say, okay, hey, who can I sell to or whatever. But, you know, you're just making those connections. People get to know you, you get to know them. And it, through that, I think things develop from that scenario, th those scenarios too. This is a newer thing that you're spending time doing? Yeah, I've been in Urbandale Chamber for quite a while. It's just a matter of I just never plugged in. Plugged in okay. And I thought this year, this is what I'm going to do. Why? H HBA, Why same thing. Because I thought, you know what? I need to make those con more connections. Mm -hmm. And why not? It doesn't sound like you have a lack of connections. If you've got 10 years of sales and you're staying in front of all those people, you've got to have a pretty large database of past clients. That is correct. But you know what? You just broaden your horizons and uh. connect with more people because you never know where they're going to be in, you know, wh what they're going to bring to me at some point in time yeah. in the way of not just even business, but just other value too, as well as me creating value for them. Yeah. I think, um, networking is interesting. I, you see it done poorly. And the way I describe poorly is you, you're going to these networking events and you're trying to get your business cards in as many people's hands as you possibly can. Like, right. And, and that sounds different than what you're doing. It's more, hey, I'm going to go, and maybe there's some interesting people there. And I'm not trying to hand my cards out. I'm trying to get to know a few people. Correct. And I probably won't become friends with all of them. But once in a while, there's one that is a great relationship. Right. That's such a, a, a healthy way to think about networking. Mm -hmm. It's really a relational rather than a transactional approach, even Correct. to networking. Right. Um, well, that's really good. Uh, any final insights on where this market's headed? You have a crystal ball? Because if you do, I, I really want to borrow it from you. <laughs> but only works for me. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> well, tell me what your crystal ball looks like. What's uh, what's 2023 going to turn out like for you? I think, firstly, I feel that, uh, you know, rates are going to be up for a little bit, but they're going to come down maybe a little bit more later on in the summer and maybe in the fall. But I think people are still going to be out there buying and selling. Uh, I think they'll just, you know, um, just make it happen. And then maybe in a couple of years, they can refinance. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of my clients in 2022 have done, you know, especially in the later fall time, time frame is they decided that, you know, 
I'm just going to buy now because I want to buy, and then we can refinance. Yeah, this this rates thing, this affordability thing has slowed a lot of people down. It's it's held them back, but it can only do that for so long. So at some point, we become accustomed to these new rates. My life situation means that I can't keep holding off. I now need to move. Correct. This little thing that was in the oven is now a two-year-old. And I need this space. At any price, I have to make this happen. And I think you're right. That's kind of where we're headed is there's been a a bit of a pullback and it's going to oscillate a little bit as these rates bounce because it really is not confusing people, but it's like, okay, I think I'm ready at 5.8. Then all of a sudden it's back to 6.8. And I'm like, well, maybe now's not the time. Uh, But at some point, yeah, there's just an organic demand in real estate and people who need to move are going to have to, even with low inventory and even with slightly less affordability. I think most of my clients that I'm working with right now are basically, they want to know what the rates are, but they're not as focused on that. They're focused on they want to get a house Mm -hmm. or they want to move up or whatever their situation is. And so they don't focus as much on the rates. Well, there's a point at which those rates make it that they they just don't have a choice because they can't afford to. But we're not quite there yet because even mid to high sixes is still historically not terrible. It just feels terrible because it was, what, three, just two years ago. Right. It's been an interesting ride the last few months. Yep. So you're confident, you think 2023 is going to be healthy for you? Good, strong year? I think it's still going to be a good year. Now, whether I can continually beat my year before, I guess that's what's to be seen. But I just pray that, you know, God blesses me with those. What do we call this podcast? More than more? Yes. That's where that came from. Every year we've got to try to do more than the year before. And that's the, uh, that's the myth. That's the lie. That's the stinking thinking. Well, it's just, you know, wanting to improve yourself, I guess. And, and that's one way yeah. I look at measuring myself. Not, not that I should be doing that, but that's just. No, it's natural. It's yeah. natural to want to beat last year. It's tough. Sometimes the market changes and, and more doesn't look like beating last year's production. It looks like growing your value proposition and deepening relationships with people. But yeah, at the end of the day, we do sell houses for a living and we do win trophies and awards for the number of those that we do. So it is an interesting dichotomy. But I really like where your head's at and what you're doing. And so I sure hope this year is as good as last year was. You've got uh, any words of wisdom to close us out? Just go do it. Just do it. I love it. Well, thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.